millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This morning, record-breaking rain. Roads turn to rivers as Sydney cops more than a month's worth in three hours. The flood emergency turns deadly. A mother and son washed away in stormwater. Landslides leave homes teetering on the edge. Also this morning, the Prime Minister set to tour flood-ravaged northern New South Wales. And Shane Warne's family shares touching home videos as authorities work to bring his body home. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Thousands more people have been told to evacuate as all corners of Sydney are smashed by flash flooding and heavy rain. Manly Dam has spilled, putting hundreds of homes at risk on the city's northern beaches and dozens of rescues have been carried out in the past 24 hours. An extraordinary day of rainfall. Backyards turned to swimming pools in a matter of minutes. A deluge hitting Sydney's northern beaches hard. <laughs> These cars were parked at McKellar's Girls' School in Manly. Not anymore. Do not try and stop it, girls. Insurance is for a purpose. Entire classrooms flooded, meaning an early mark for students. Waves in DY, but not the kind you'd expect. It's the first time I've ever seen it flooded like this. It's yeah. wild. It's crazy. It's pretty crazy. It's like amazing the amount of rain that's happened. Pitwater Road, more like Pitwater River. Endless amounts of debris washed away as water kept rising. Just a bin chilling on the road at DY Main. Very strange. 102 millimetres of rain fell in just three hours at Monavale, 124 mils at Forestville in six. It's all happened within the space of a couple of hours. Thousands of residents told to evacuate as Manly Dam spilled over. If there is an evacuation warning in place, uh, please get ready to leave. If there is an evacuation order in place, uh, please evacuate. In Narrabeen, people were given until seven o'clock last night to get out. Just hasn't stopped, it's unbelievable. While others out and about as water rose in Rose Bay. The rain kept falling right across Sydney. 133 millimetres fell at Bondi, parts of the city's southwest getting 156 in the space of a day. Residents in McGrath's Hill and Mulgrave also given orders to evacuate as the Hawkesbury River raged. With roads hit by landslides, locals expect to be isolated for possibly weeks. 
So even if this wasn't here, we're not getting out anytime soon. Backyards falling away in Emu Heights too. Really anxious, I think I am. My nerves are sort of a bit shot. Do we go? Do we stay? In Wentworthville, two lives were lost. A mother and son likely washed away in storm waters. It's a tragedy and it's a tragedy for everyone involved. Keziah Dawn, 7 News. 61 evacuation orders and 27 evacuation warnings remain in place across New South Wales this morning. Emergency services are concerned gale force winds could topple trees and power lines, mainly in areas already saturated. Damaging wind warnings are in place for Sydney and as far inland as Goulburn. Prime Minister Scott Morrison will tour flood-affected parts of northern New South Wales for the first time today. The state has appointed a new minister to lead the flood recovery, but locals say what they really need are more helping hands on the ground. Some had to mobilise quickly, conducting dangerous rescue missions themselves to free people who were stranded. 1,200 troops have arrived in the Northern Rivers to help with the clean-up, but it's still far short of what was promised. Let's go to political reporter Taylor Egan in Canberra now. Good morning, Taylor. Is there likely to be a frosty reception for the PM? There is a likely to be a frosty reception, Jody. Good morning. After residents have been venting their fury over recent days about the lack of support they have had from the government during this flood crisis, Prime Minister Scott Morrison will head straight to the Northern Rivers later today, his first day out of isolation after contracting COVID-19 to tour some of the hardest-hit regions. He's also set to announce significant new funding for the region to assist with the recovery. But locals say it is too little too late with some planning to refuse to shake the Prime Minister's hand, reminiscent of those scenes in Cabago following the 2020 Black Summer bushfires, during which the Prime Minister was holidaying in Hawaii. Seeking to downplay criticism of the government's response to these floods, the government was quick to point out the $200 million already paid out in emergency payments and boosting of ADF personnel on the ground. But all of these arguments may fall on down deaf ears when he does land in the Northern Rivers region this morning. Jody. Okay, Taylor, thank you. Queensland has appointed a flood recovery coordinator, senior army officer and war veteran Jake Elwood. His primary focus will be assisting those who've lost everything. You see the very best of Australians at the worst of times and I think looking around we see that here. The Palaszczuk government has confirmed as many as 4,200 homes and businesses were completely inundated. Shane Warne's body is expected to be flown home on a private jet today once the final paperwork is completed, with a final farewell to be held at the MCG on March 30. It comes after it was confirmed the cricket legend died of natural causes. His family has released never-before-seen home videos and photos, daughter Summer writing, God, you made me laugh, Dad. I'd do anything to hear that laugh again. A Russian ceasefire has allowed civilians in several besieged parts of Ukraine to leave. Residents in the cities of Sumy, Kharkiv, Chernihiv and Kiev have now been evacuated. However, Ukraine says an evacuation route out of the southern city of Maripol has come under fire. Two million Ukrainians have fled since the start of the Russian invasion, according to the UN, and Ukraine's defence ministry claims the Russian advance has slowed significantly. 
A Victorian man in his 60s has died from the mosquito-borne virus Japanese encephalitis. He passed away on February 28 and an autopsy has since revealed the virus was the cause. An investigation is underway to determine how he contracted it. Seven cases have been identified in the state so far and two others across the border in New South Wales. The driver involved in a fiery crash on the Sydney Harbour Bridge this week has been identified as a 19-year-old man from Queensland. It comes after detectives released a photo of the man's unique tattoo and asked for the public's help to identify him. He was so badly injured he hadn't yet been able to speak to officers. The man was behind the wheel of a stolen car when it smashed into two other vehicles and burst into flames. South Australia is on track for an easing of COVID restrictions this week despite rising infections. Density caps, isolation rules and a dancing ban will be high on the agenda when authorities meet this week. The state recorded more than 2,000 new cases yesterday but hospital numbers are dropping. Experts say WA is approaching its Omicron peak as the number of COVID cases continues to climb. More than 2,800 new infections were detected yesterday, a daily record for the state. Business owners have called for a clear end date to the remaining restrictions, saying the rules are putting Perth into an unofficial lockdown. Aussie researchers have begun a world-first project to improve the treatment of endometriosis and pelvic pain in young women. It's hoped a breakthrough will help prevent girls from missing out on sport, education and social activities. For too long, pubescent girls have suffered in silence. The overwhelming majority of young women enduring monthly period pain, with 20% completely debilitated. It was horrendous. I missed out on social things. I missed out on being a teenager. I missed out on being a child. And because of that, I had no control over my life at all. I got clinically depressed. 16-year-old Ruby is enjoying life with a combination of medications, easing her crippling pain. She's now participating in a new study to better understand and treat endometriosis and period pain. We are going to be recruiting Australia-wide three and a half thousand young people who are aged between 10 and 18. The concern is symptoms are being untreated or dismissed and girls are missing out on sport, education and socialisation. You know, a 14-year-old girl who didn't go to school couldn't, um, you know, couldn't participate in life to suddenly a girl who wants to participate in everything. The Long Step project will recruit participants aged between 10 and 18 via social media and from 20 hospitals across the country. The project will take around five years to complete and the aim is to improve the care and management of endometriosis and pelvic pain. Early intervention can help young women avoid long-term consequences, including infertility. Ruby wants the stigma removed. I'm just so excited that these conversations are finally happening. Jackie Quist, 7 News. Just three weeks after a fatal shark attack at Sydney's Little Bay, two surfers have had a frightening encounter off Maroubra. They showed a damaged board to the lifeguards. They just come straight up to me and um, said, have a look at my board. I've got a couple of um, shark bites here. The beach was already closed due to dangerous surf conditions. 
Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading higher this morning. The Nasdaq is also up. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords lost ground, as did the ASX 200, down 58 points. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 2,058 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 126 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 72.79 US cents, 84.15 Japanese yen and a dollar six New Zealand. The US has announced a ban on all Russian imports in a move set to cripple the country's economy even further. Let's go live to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney in Washington now. Good morning Ash, it's the most serious action yet to penalise Moscow. Good morning, Jody. Well, this certainly paired with sanctions on Russian uh, banks will prove a major blow to the Russian economy. Joe Biden making this announcement today, but saying it won't be without cost. This is a politically difficult decision for him, given that uh, Americans are already paying high prices, record high prices at the pump. But he has said America will not uh, not be part of subsidising Putin's war. Russia may continue to grind out its advance at a horrible price, but this much is already clear. Ukraine will never be a victory for Putin. Putin may be able to take a city, but he'll never be able to hold the country. America is going it alone uh, with this Russian oil ban. Uh, Joe Biden acknowledging that Europe is not in a in a situation like America, able to produce as much oil uh, at home. The UK, however, has also announced a Russian oil ban, something that will be phased in uh, or phased out rather over the course of this year, following suit to Shell uh, now deciding that they will no longer be buying Russian oil too. So this a major announcement and a major shift from the White House here today. Jody. Okay, Ash Mullaney, thank you. Prince Andrew has reportedly paid the multi-million dollar settlement to end the civil sex abuse lawsuit against him. The Duke of York is rumoured to have agreed to pay his accuser, Virginia Dufresne, more than $21 million. It's understood Prince Charles footed part of the bill along with the Queen. Andrew is expected to sell his Swiss ski chalet to settle the debt. A dramatic rescue from a raging apartment fire has been caught on camera in the US. The heart-stopping video shows frantic firefighters and police trying to rescue a toddler and his father trapped on the second floor. The man was forced to drop his toddler out the window into the arms of officers below. Seconds later, the father jumped from the building. They both suffered only minor injuries. Singing superstar Ed Sheeran has fronted London's High Court over claims he plagiarised another artist's work in his 2017 chart-topping tune, Shape of You. He's accused by two musicians of copying parts of the song. The British pop star told the court he doesn't borrow ideas from other songwriters without credit. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. To sport, and the first test between Australia and Pakistan ended in a dour draw. Australia were bowled out for 459, 17 runs behind the hosts in Rawalpindi. Pakistan's openers made light work of the Aussie bowling attack. Both Imanul Haq and Abdallah Shafiq hit centuries on the lifeless pitch. Pakistan none for 252 at the end of play. The second test in Karachi starts on Saturday. Alana King's showing that she's an elite leg spinner at the Women's One Day World Cup in New Zealand. Yeah! Oh, she's done it with a wrong one. Oh, my goodness, this girl has got some special stuff. King snared two for 24 from nine overs, helping Australia restrict Pakistan to six for 190 in Mount Manganui. The Aussies chased down the target with more than 15 overs to spare to win by seven wickets. They're now two from two in the group stage. Collingwood will be without important defender Braden Maynard for the first two games of the AFL season. The Pies failed to beat his ban for striking giant Daniel Lloyd at the tribunal in their pre-season clash. In better news for the club, they'll likely have Patrick Lipinski, Taylor Adams and Jeremy Howe available after recovering from injury. The Pies start their season against St Kilda next Friday. Penrith will start their Premiership defence without their most influential player. Still working his way back to full fitness after off-season shoulder surgery, Nathan Cleary won't play until round four at the earliest. Come as a surprise to the playing group, but obviously, you know, uh, Nathan himself and the physio um, have sort of just uh, made the best call for Nathan, his longevity for the year. Sean O'Sullivan is named at halfback in Thursday night's season opener against Manly, while former Panther Kurt Capewell will captain the Broncos against Souths on Friday night. Adam Reynolds, Reynolds won't play after battling COVID and a nagging hamstring problem. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a low front and trough in the southeast should bring heavy rain. A trough extending across the north will bring showers and storms to northern Queensland, the Northern Territory and northern WA. A high will keep the interior clear. Around the capitals, a shower or two and a storm likely in Brisbane, a top of 33 degrees. A few showers, windy, 24 degrees in Sydney, cloudy and 22 in Canberra, partly cloudy and windy heading for 22 in Melbourne. Partly cloudy in Hobart, 19 degrees the top. Adelaide cloud clearing and 25. Perth mostly sunny, 35 degrees. And a possible shower or storm in Darwin, 34.